to the Anytime Notebook, usually with Gavin and John. This week, just with me, John. Gav is busy this week, although I do believe him seeing my MS-DOS notepad full of more rambles than usual may be the real reason he hasn't joined us this week. Uh, If you're a new listener, we look at goal scorers in the EFL every week, sometimes twice a week. And we try and look for the little bit less obvious at times, but we always do our research and we'll try and find some winners for you as well. Before I get started this week, if you do listen to the pod and enjoy what we provide, please leave a review on whichever platform you're listening to this on now. That would be much appreciated from Gav and I. I thought I'd go a little bit different this week. Um, with the transfer January transfer window being in full swing, as they say on Sky Sports, I'd pick out a couple of players in each division uh, that have been transferred or loaned into the division. And I don't think I've picked too many of the obvious names. Firstly, the championship. Now, this is an obvious name. Um, good old Finn Assas, who um, I just thought I'd mention him, really. He's gone to Middlesbrough on a permanent from Aston Villa. It's really a success story of the uh, loan how good the loan system can be in the EFL. It seems a long time since his first loan to Cheltenham, uh, three seasons ago now. Didn't really do a great deal there. Showed the odd glimmer, I suppose, but certainly wasn't a regular. Uh, the next season he went to Newport, where he started to score some goals, and, and we first mentioned him, first picked up on him. But he's actually got better throughout as he's slightly gone up the levels, and everyone knows what he's done at Plymouth Um so it's a big loss for Plymouth, but potentially a big game for Middlesbrough. So good luck to Finnesaz. Alex Matos is my other one, or Matos. Uh, Huddersfield on loan from Chelsea. Uh, it's a little bit harder to find the uh, non-obvious ones in the Championship. Uh, this chap's caught my eye doing some research, not for his goals. He did score a few when he was at Norwich before he went to Chelsea in the youth side. But something else, he's... Uh, He's had a. He's played seven times for Chelsea under twenty ones this season, and he's had six bookings. And a lot of those he didn't play the full minutes. Now I'm no expert in uh, the number of bookings in youth football, but I'd imagine it's lower than senior football anyway. Uh, that view was reaffirmed after he marked his Huddersfield debut versus Man City in the FA Cup recently by getting a yellow card after thirteen minutes. So he's certainly not sure of getting booked. So Alex Matos, one for the uh, booking watchers, possibly, if he starts for Huddersfield. League One now. Lots of choice in League One. Um, a couple of names that I haven't really seen talked about too much. Uh, the first one is Luke Harris, who's gone to Exeter from Fulham. Only 18 years old. Already got 40 goals, 4-0 at youth levels for Fulham. Quite a lot of games for the uh, Fulham under-21s, considering his age, really. Uh, looks like he's gone to Exeter because they were happy with how they uh, developed Jay Stansfield last season, which makes sense. Now, Exeter badly needed a replacement for Ryan Trevitt, who um, has been the main attacking force there this season. He got a very bad injury, sadly, and was recalled by Brentford. So I think that's what's triggered this move. From what I can tell, Harris is a attacking midfielder. And it'll be interesting to see how how he does on his first loan away from Fulham. Second player is Hayden Coulson, who's gone from Blackpool from Middlesbrough on loan. 25 now, someone we know a little bit more about. 
seems to have been around for even longer than that. He's never become a regular at Middlesbrough, but he does have 50 league appearances for them. He's had loans in Scotland, Cambridge, Peterborough, Ipswich. Never really set the world alight, but you know he keeps getting moved. So I think there's something there. I had in the back of my mind that he was a goal-scoring threat at some point. Um, not really at senior football, but at youth levels, he scored quite a few goals for Middlesbrough. Again, that doesn't always translate. Uh, can be a full-back, can be a left midfielder. Tends to do a little bit of both. So feels a little bit of a make-or-break move, this one, for Hayden Coulson. So it'd be interesting to see if and where he fits in at Blackpool. League two now. Now, this first one is has not been picked just because of the name. Um, bit of a shame Gav isn't here because he's going to help me with this one. It's Emmanuel Adegboyega, who's on loan from Walsall from Norwich. He's the only centre-back I've picked on the list. So he joined Norwich from Ireland. What a surprise. Another one coming over from Ireland in the summer. This is his first loan away. Um, interestingly enough, he scored three times for Norwich under-21s in his short spell in England so far with goals against Chelsea, Leicester and Spurs. He's six foot three on the Andy Butler height scale that we adore so much here. Looks a, it looks a very interesting proposition for a Walsall side that are suddenly flying from set plays and in general. Um, Daniel should have scored many times recently as Gav has mainly picked up on. Good old Priestley Farkhausen scored for the first time for Walsall on New Year's Day. Uh, the main concern I have with uh, Emmanuel, I won't try his surname again, is how many minutes he will get here. If he does, he definitely looks a player to note. Um, he just looks like a type who should be scoring plenty of goals. Stephen Wern is the second name. He's gone to MK Dons from Gateshead on a permanent. A bit of a friends reunited job, this one. Uh, Mike Williamson going back to his former club for the first time. Uh, Wern had 11 in 24 this season for Gateshead. Attacking midfielder. Sort of player I like. He's only 23 still. He's had 100 senior games, so he should know himself by now but still young enough to develop some more. Uh, should be very comfortable playing under Williamson again. Uh, the comments were a little bit surprising. He seemed quite shocked that he got the move up to up to league football, but good luck to him. He's actually he had a decent scoring record in very limited games at Sunderland way back when. So it'll be interesting to see what price he settles at. That's Stephen Wern. And that, that rounds up uh, my... Brief look at some players that have moved in the January transfer window so far. Let us know on Twitter if there's any that have caught your eye. We are at the Anytime Notebook on Twitter. I touched on there um, another general observation we've made before, the uh, League of Ireland. As of Tuesday this week, um, because I did this a few days ago, there'd already been eight transfers from the League of Ireland to League 1 or 2 in the first couple of days. So... That trend now, which has been going for a long time, shows absolutely no signs of stopping. I'm sure there'll be many more before the end of this January window. Now it's time to have a look at this weekend and see if we can find any selections for this week. There's nothing in the Championship for me, so we'll go straight to League One, where I thought Carlisle versus Oxford was an interesting game. Uh, James Beadle, the Brighton loanee, has been recalled by them 
I think he's gone to Blackburn. He's definitely gone somewhere in the Championship. Um, as 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 of recording, Oxford have signed uh, Jamie Cumming from Chelsea, so that could fill that gap a little bit. But Beadle's been one of the bright spots for them. Uh, Oxford look pretty vulnerable under Buckingham so far. They have got a lot of injuries, to be fair, and it's still early days. Now, Carlisle, um, not really a side you should get with too often from the goal scorer point of view because they just don't score enough goals. But they've had the new ownership come in. They're actually spending some money this week. They've signed three players as well as the already agreed Luke Armstrong transfer. So Carlisle have potential to get better in the second half of the season. Some of the usual suspects for Carlisle defensively, um, but I've landed on John Mellish, who is available at 17-1. to 1. Easy to forget he scored five league goals last season. Got off the mark for this season fairly recently, and you always have the small chance with Mellish that he will get moved a little bit further forward if they are chasing the game here. So let's start off uh, this week's pod with uh, one point on John Mellish for Carlisle versus Oxford at 17-1. to 1. Uh, someone who was close to being a selection, but the price has gone, unfortunately, was Carl Dempsey for Bolton for me against Cheltenham. Uh, he played the first half of this season mostly half fit. He seemed to have a long-standing back issue that was limiting him getting forward. Uh, Bolton, at the time, had a lot of injuries. They now have a pretty much fully fit squad for the first time, and they're going to need it. This is their third game this week. Um, <coughs> Dempsey was originally available at 5-1, to one. Uh, when I started these notes, but that's long gone. Uh, he did score the only goal in this fixture last season, but we can uh, reluctantly leave him at the current price. Another name in League One that's a new name that was going to fit into the transfers, but it's quite an interesting backstory, so I thought I'd mention it here. It's Richard Kone, who's a 20-year-old Ivory Coast striker, uh, really interesting story this it's well worth digging out digging out his Wikipedia if you want all the details but he scored eight, 88 goals for Athletic Newham including 21 in the, just the first half of this season alone I think they're seventh tier he's had trials with two Premier League sides a couple of years ago but he's never been able to get a work permit until now he was actually discovered in the 2019 Homeless World Cup and he he scored within 20 minutes of his Wickham debut in the Cup midweek. Uh, Matt Bloomfield talked him up afterwards, saying that they've been basically, uh, from what I can tell, he's been training with them since the summer, but they just couldn't get the uh, work permit sorted out. So I think he's been in full-time training with Wickham, which may may um, have something to do with him scoring 21 goals in the first half of the season at seventh-tier level, but... He's been priced up accordingly um, as a striker, so not really from that point of view, but I think he's an interesting one to follow. Richard Kone at Wickham. Right, League Two time now. Everybody's favourite league. Um, first game I looked at was Forest Green versus Harrogate. I was a little bit shocked by Troy Deeney's comments after the Swindon draw, where he said the squad wasn't good enough in public. Um, I never think that's a great idea generally doesn't work seem to get a lot of praise from it and he's probably right but you can name on the, on one hand the amount of times criticising the players in public actually works unless you're a very high profile figure 
He actually praised Ryan Innes, who, uh, as as he usually does, got sent off later on last time, so suspended here. Now, for his many weaknesses, he's, he is very good aerially. So I really wanted to get with one of the Harrogate defenders, but it's the same old issue. Harrogate have really improved of late, as we've mentioned many times, but I just can't find a defender you can make any sort of case for, even at the big prices. So, And, and we're not going to go back to George Thompson, who was a welcome winner for the pod a couple of weeks ago. Now, moving on to a selection here, um, Colchester. Right, so the the Cowley brothers have gone in at Colchester, as everyone will know. Now, I'm not necessarily a believer in new manager bounce. However, when you're going from Matt Etherington to the Cowley brothers in League Two, you'd be silly not to think that it's highly likely that Colchester will improve at some point. Now, you, you saw the improvement in a couple of players in the first game at Swindon. Uh, a couple of players who should be doing very well on paper in League Two seemed emer- immediately perked up by the management change. They were Matt Jay and Noah Chivers. Chilvers. Sorry. Uh, Chilvers, in particular, was getting a lot of stick from the fans, I noticed, a few weeks ago. At the prices, it's got to be Matt Jay for me. Uh, you won't see a bigger transformation in one game than the rest of the data. Six shots last time, one goal versus Swindon. Over half a goal XG, his best this season by a mile. He's not beaten 0.1 XG in any single game this season. He hasn't played a lot of minutes, uh, seemed out of favour for whatever reason. I think he had some sort of injury as well. Here's some quotes from Jay after that Swindon game. That goal has been a long time coming, too long. I've been disappointed. I've really wanted to do well since I came here. The fans have always been really good with me. They've been with me through a very tricky spell. I felt against Swindon that I played my best game for the club, so hopefully it's the start of a good end to the season. He then went on to talk about the Cowleys. They know everything about every player in the squad, which is really good. They're really personable as well. They've been brilliant so far and great with me, so I appreciate that. They filled me with confidence, and that's not easy to do when you've not scored and been in and out and had a bit of a tough time and a tough season. So there's enough evidence just on that one game to think that the 11-2 Matt J is quite a long way overpriced. I'm actually going to have two points Matt J at 11-2 and a point Matt J two plus goals at 66-1. That's for Colchester. Uh, one more name to mention, a pod favourite. Uh, Wimbledon are missing Omar Bugel and Al Hamadi this week, both at the Asia Cup for at least the next three weeks. Not good news for the Al Hamadi anti-post fan club. Uh, probably not good news as he's, he still looks like he could leave anyway. Hero of the pod season so far, James Tilly, has been out of the starting lineup the past month probably in part preparing him, knowing that he's going to need to play a lot of minutes here. He scored twice versus Oxford in the Cup midweek on his return, which hasn't helped his price here. But even at the 11-4, I don't think that's terrible. And of the shorter price options around this weekend, that looks okay for me. Uh, James Tilly for Wimbledon at Wrexham, but he's not a selection. Right, talking talking of selections, let's have a recap of this week's selections. Nothing in the Championship for me this week. 
In League One, we're going to have one point on John Mellish at 17 to 1 for Carlisle versus Oxford. And in League Two, we're going to have two points on Matt Jay at 11 to 2 upwards. And a separate point on Matt Jay to score two plus goals at 66 to 1 or bigger. And that's for Colchester versus Bradford. Thanks very much for listening this week. We, we will both be back soon. If you could share, comment, let us know who you fancy this weekend. Interact with us on social media or on the website. That would be fantastic. And most of all, be lucky. Be lucky.